Pepper is an unapologetic bra company for women with small chests, making bras that finally fit and celebrate AA, A, and B cup sizes. Get 10% off your first order by going to wearpepper.com AMR. When you activate your Birdie personal safety alarm with a quick pull, the alarm will emit a loud siren and flashing strobe light to help deter an attack. Right now, She's Birdie's offering our listeners 15% off their first purchase when you go to she'sbirdie.com AMR. Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell. Uh, ready for Memorial Day weekend. Sarah, are you ready? Oh my goodness, Dimity. I get to go away for the weekend for work. Wow. Do, I, do, I, do I get some kind of medal for being the first one to travel for work again <laughs> in the AMR family? Sure, I have a really nice Love the Run medal. Love the yeah. Run You're With medal. You can you can have that one. You want the L, O, V, or E. <laughs> yes, we have. We might have just a few medals lying around. Um, although we did send a bunch of our older medals off to um, a school, I believe in Ohio, that um, does a running program for their kids. And oh gosh, the, the woman who received them and distributed them to the kids was just so grateful and excited. And she actually left a voice memo on our answers line. So. Oh, we should play that. We should play it right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I'd have to dig that out. I don't, I don't think we're going to find that, but, um, but very sweet of her to do that. But yeah, so yes, I am emceeing for the Happy Girls race, um, which will be in the past. It'll be in our rear view mirror by the time this comes out, because we're recording so far ahead, Dimity. <laughs> like two days, five days, five days, six days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So, and also, which will be far in our rear view mirror is my first swim of the season in Klein Line Pond, nice. outdoors and in open water. Well, do we think a pond is considered open water? Yeah, it's not. It doesn't have lane lines. I okay. say it's open water. Okay, all right. It just doesn't doesn't have waves. It doesn't have sharks that I know of. You know that so. you know of. That you yeah, know of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You guys, that was a record setting uh, attempt for you guys, right? It was. It was. So we went on Saturday, May twenty second. Typically, we've waited until June. I think last year, maybe I went Memorial Day weekend. I'd have to look. I do keep um, kind of detailed notes, but. I don't remember where I keep the notes. <laughs> <laughs> I have a notebook somewhere to where that is. I don't know. Yeah. What it is, is you have to have a parking permit that you hang from your rear view mirror okay. to, to park there. And so I keep a Sharpie in the car during swim season and I, and I write it down on the back of that. Oh. So I would just need to find last year's parking pass. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you guys got a new car between then and now. So it's not in the, like the glove box or something it's like not, that. It's yeah. not, yeah. it's not, it's not. So yes. Yeah. So, so, um, so anyway, so we were kind of spurred on because on January 3rd, look, two days late, we did a polar bear plunge into the pond. And so then we we're like, hey, you know, it's really cold, but maybe in four plus months, it won't be so cold. So let's try to go in May instead yeah. of waiting for June. And um, yeah, so we went in, we went running three miles beforehand. So got a little sweaty and warm. And then went in and I am deeming it chilly, not cold. And it was, right. it was within a minute of having my face in the water, less than that, in a few seconds. I was like, I am in heaven. Like I just was filled with glee and delight. 
Oh, good, good. Yeah. How long did you guys swim for? I'm just curious if it was chilly, not cold. Yeah, so we um, decided ahead of time that we would um, just, we would be conservative and just do 20 minutes because I would prefer to, um, you know, overperform rather than, yeah. you know, be like. Leave, leave the party while it's still fun, right? That's what, that's, that's, that's. <laughs> it's the... one of my mantras in life. Leave while you're having yes. a good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally. I hope I don't mean that in the grand scheme of life though. So, yeah, uh, sure, you know, sure. yeah, yeah. So, um, so, and also Molly took to walking back and forth in the pond to kind of get used to it. And she would get deeper and deeper supposedly. Whereas I just was like, okay, I'm doing this. I'm, you know, as soon as I press, you know, the, the go, the start button on my, um, Koros, like I'm like, okay, gotta go. Um, but, oh, it was just, oh my gosh, the greenness of the water and, oh, it is truly my happy place. That is awesome. That is awesome. Well, I am looking forward to, I have three punch passes on my, um, indoor rec center, uh-huh. Or three punches, I should say, on my pass. Um, <laughs> I might, so I have like one more swim and then our neighborhood pool opens this weekend, mm-hmm. Memorial Day. So I get to be outside. I'm not in a pond, but I'll uh-huh. be outside. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm kind of yeah. over the, even though we lifted the mask mandate there, if you're vaccinated, which was, it's, it's very odd. It is very odd. Have you, have you done that yet? And have they done oh. that in Oregon? Oh, please. No, there's, no. there's nothing's changed here in Oregon and nothing. Oh. I don't, I, I'm, it's like Groundhog Day here. It's never going to change. <laughs> and I know that that's the case in a lot of places. I know like on, um, I love the run relay team that we did last weekend. Um, I had three or four Canadians, I think on my team in Canada, it's still very, very, oh, locked, very down. locked down. Yeah. 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 So I know that I'm in, a, I know that Colorado and, and other states are in a lucky position where, I mean, but going into a Costco, without your mask on, going into the rec center without my mask on, like you feel a little naked. I got to say, like, I'm so used to putting it on that to not have it anymore. I mean, certainly I will wear it when it's required, you know, but literally last, last week, uh, or or Sunday, I think it was when I swam last. And, um, the lady, I walked out with someone from the locker room and I had my mask on and uh, she was like, you know, you don't have to wear that anymore. And I was like, Really? And she's like, yeah, they told me at the desk on Monday that we don't need to wear them anymore. And I was like, oh, okay. And she's like, if you're, if you're fully vaccinated. And I was like, well, I am. So yeah, uh-huh. so I took it off. And, um, and then, I don't know, someone said something at the desk. And I was like, yeah. Or I asked at the desk, I guess, on the way out. I just said, I'm just, I'm, I'm just confirming. Like, said, you don't have I'm, to just wear a rule, I'm just a rule follower. And I want to make sure that I'm following the rules. Yeah, even though I don't have it on right now. So I hope <laughs> you don't say that <laughs> I'm breaking it. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's, I mean, you know, I, again, like I, my heart goes out to people who are not quite as far along and in different places, but um, it's coming and it does, it feels awkward and it feels good at the same time. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, you know, the, as I mentioned, I'm emceeing Happy Girls Race this weekend. And so I was thinking about the story on my run. I mean, you know, I don't want to, we'll be outside and there typically isn't anyone. I mean, sometimes people will come up to me and be like, oh, you know, it's my sister Pam's birthday. She's coming in. Can you cheer for her? What, you know, say something, happy birthday to her, whatever. So typically though, I'm, I'm not near all that many people. And so I don't know. I'm almost thinking maybe at the start, I'll just be like, I'm fully vaccinated and I'm not wearing my mask because I don't want to like talk, talk on a- through it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's okay. Especially because you're outside. I mean, I guess I would clear it with the race director, obviously, yeah. but yeah. I think, you know, overall, especially because you're not going to be standing near people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then how about, are you going to go to, you have a, um, a pond or a lake or a reservoir to swim in? 
Um, I do. It's not super close. Like I wouldn't swim in it a couple of times with, uh, with my friend Katie when we did uh-huh. swim run together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did sign up, signed up for some races <laughs> <laughs> leading into my September race. I signed up for my September race too in oh, Harriman State Park. I know where it is now, Harriman State Park at the end of <laughs> September. Um, I'm doing a, um, one open water race. Um, I'm doing, Mm -hmm. there's two options, 1.2 miles or Mm 2.4. And the coaches told me to do 1.2. So I'm doing that one weekend. I'm doing a, um, aqua bike up in Loveland, Colorado. It's called Mm -hmm. a lake to lake. I've done that before. I did the full triathlon. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I'm doing that at the end of June. So that'll be open water as well. And then um, I missed out on, I'm kicking myself because races are filling up around here. So there was one actually yeah. coming up on June, like the weekend after Memorial Day. Uh-huh. Um, and they had an aqua bike in Boulder as well. And I um, I missed it. So oh. I was kind of well, mad. I have to say, Tim, do you think that it is kind of a, a Colorado phenomenon that you have so many aqua bike options? Yes. Jen, Jen and Liz were surprised. Um, I think we have a lot of triathlons. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's so that's one thing. And it's not, you know, the triathletes, the aqua bike, it's not like it's its own event. It has its own starting line or anything. You just go with everybody uh-huh. and then you just don't do the run. <laughs> just finish sooner. <laughs> just like, ah, suckers. Um, so anyway, so yeah. So, but it is, inter- yes, definitely. I feel like, although I feel like they're, they're getting, you know, more and more around the country. But yeah, I definitely feel like, um, I mean, we're such an endurance sports state that there's any, yeah. if there's anything new, we'll, we'll do it. Right, right, right. And also I would think all of these hardcore triathletes, you know, once they've you know blown out their hamstring for like the 10th time and their knees, you know, on, you know, life support, they're like, no, must still do triathlon. <laughs> exactly. I'm really, really intrigued to see. I, I kind of wish that I was doing two out here right now. I only just have one on the calendar. I kind of wish that I could see two just to kind of check out the crowd a little bit more, you know, but um, we'll see. Maybe one more will pop up that I can get into. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or maybe look, you know, expand your reach a little. Maybe there's something in, I don't know, New Mexico or, you know, one of the Dakotas or something that you could road trip to. Yeah. Yeah. I've kind of looked, I feel like I've done a pretty extensive search. Yes. The, the only other race that I found was a three mile open swim. <gasps> and coach Jen was like, yeah, let's sign up for it. And I was like, three miles, real like, I mean, mm. I can do it. I, yeah. I can swim that far. I have not in this training, I, but uh-huh. it's, it's possible. Uh-huh. But it's just really unexciting. I'm like, that's that just feels like it's a long time in the water. That's a lot yeah. of sighting. <laughs> a lot of figuring <laughs> out where I am. You might get some chafing on your neck finally, Dimity. Exactly. For, for exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I skipped that one. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, yeah, so we'll see. I'll keep well, you posted. I'm excited to get. And I yeah. got, uh, I mean, the other uh, exciting, not exciting news, but update is I got Lyle, my tri-bike. Um, uh-huh. I got him fitted last week um mm-hmm. again and i didn't have to adjust much i'm like okay i guess my posture hasn't changed much or my body hasn't changed much in seven years <laughs> doubt that but um but yeah and then yesterday i went out to ride for the first time on him and it was supposed to be an easy ride mm-hmm. like easy like very easy like recovery ride and mm-hmm. um i just like i didn't wear a heart rate strap i just used I just had my my wrist thing on my Garmin and I wasn't really watching it just because I was just like, oh, I'm going easy and 
just excited and I kind of wanted to see how I feel and, you know, get set up and in arrow position and all that stuff. And I came home and looked at my stats. I was like, oh my God, like heart rate went up to like 172, like average of like 155. I'm like, okay, that was not an easy ride, but it was fun to be out on him again. I forget how much I like riding fast. It's fun. Mm. Oh, nice. Nice. Fun, nice. Fun. Oh my all right. Should we get to some questions or should yeah. we just keep talking? Yeah. <laughs> Well, you mentioned posture and that leads right into the first question because Megan is wondering about posture while running. Yes. Hi, this is Megan. I'm calling to Lake Forest. I'm full of questions today and um, I have a really good one. I have bad posture and I run very slowly and I've come to realize that if I can fix my posture, I can fix my running. And I know they happen to sell uh, devices that are sort of like harnesses you can wear to help you correct your posture. What are your thoughts on wearing that while you're running? Is it a good idea or is it a bad idea? And what other things can I do when I'm running to help keep my posture good? Thank you. Appreciate it. Love the podcast. Have a great day. Yeah. So, Dimity, am I allowed to admit that I immediately thought of you when I heard Megan's question? <laughs> I have no idea why you would ask that, say that. Yeah, it's it's hard to be a 6'4 female in a world that, you know, the average person is, average female is what, 5'4 or something like that? Something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just not as far as fitting, standing out, all that kind of stuff. That's a, that's a whole different podcast. But yeah, I mean, posture is so important and I don't even have like a a quick anecdote to share um, as far as my own posture, other than it's a work in progress. It'll be a work in progress until the day I die. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, all right. So, so Megan had like a three part question. So, so that we don't overlook any element of it. Let's take it one at a time. So first off, yes, improving your posture, Megan will help make you a more efficient runner and you'll be less likely to suffer an injury. You know, when you're properly aligned, your body can work the way it is built to work. And the better your running form, the easier running feels, which to me is a strong impetus to work on running form. That said, I don't work on running form. <laughs> so do as I say, not as I do. Exactly. Stand up straight, Amelia, while I slouch next to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, I was thinking a lot about this question. I mean, posture doesn't happen in a vacuum, as mm. Megan and all the rest of us know. Like, if you have bad posture, while you're running, chance, I mean, and this is not an indictment of Megan, it is all of us, right? We sit over the keyboard, we sit over the steering wheel, we sit over and eat our lunches, look at our phones. Over, I mean, over the microphone while you're Over the microphone, answers. exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's we're just constantly in this comma hunch position. And, uh -huh. um, and as a result, like that's, you know, it's not like you're going to be able to just like, oh, I'm going to go for a run now. And now I'm going to work really hard on my posture, right? That's yes. like trying to put a square peg into a round hole, like that's gonna be hard. So I would say, yes, absolutely work on your posture, but do it um, all day long, which again, mm -hmm. feels like a mandate, which is kind of sucky, but um, a couple things that are easy to do, um, you know, getting up and walking around. And when you get up from your desk and walk around or from a long time sitting, you know, roll your shoulders back, stand up straight, you know, walk looking forward, not down. Um, one of the things that I find is really hard, <laughs> but I've been told to do it uh, more times than I care to count, is holding your phone up to your face oh. instead of tipping your neck down wow. to your phone. Okay. Yeah. So that that's hard. I mean, it's it's definitely it's a little geeky, um, <laughs> yes. and it's it's a little hard to do. But again, that's one thing. Again, like that's just maybe one small change. Like try that every once in a while instead mm -hmm. of constantly bending down. Mm -hmm. um, 
Then other things that um, we'll talk about some tips on the road for uh, in a second, but other things that really help me with posture, mm-hmm. taking a Pilates class. A Pilates mm. class is so key for um, helping you. Like I always find space in my spine is kind of what I think about when I think about posture is really mm-hmm. like trying to maximize the height of my vertebrae and my spine. And so after every Pilates class, I always feel taller. And it could mm-hmm. be a mat Pilates class. You don't have to go and spend you know, $30 on a reformer class. You can go take mm-hmm. a mat, free mat Pilates class off of YouTube, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and see how that goes. Feldenkrais is another one. Mm-hmm. Um, Feldenkrais mm-hmm. is a method that is, the movements are super, super small. Mm-hmm. Kind of, um, if you're feeling restless, Feldenkrais is not the exercise for you. <laughs> <laughs> because literally, like, you lie on the ground and you're like, move your shoulder back an inch, forward an inch back an inch, forward an inch. And you do that probably, you know, 10 times and then you kind of evaluate how you feel. But again, yeah, that's yeah. a class that it's usually, I mean, the ones that I've taken are close to like 45, 50 minutes. You leave and you're like, oh my gosh, what just happened? I am yeah. totally aligned. So you, you also leave committed to do it really often. And then, you know, yes. you realize, oh, huh, I haven't done it since I was at Rancho La Puerta a year and a half ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I should, um, Sarah, remind me because I'll put a link to the lady that teaches at Ran- Rancho La Puerta. Oh. Um, she has uh, online YouTube videos that I oh. think are great. Her name is um, Donna. Talk about posture. Holy cow. So I always, um, this is just going to be a rambling podcast. Let's just put this out there. <laughs> but I, uh, you know, it's kind of how like redheads always notice other redheads. Like I always have my radar out for other tall women. Yes. And um, she is, gosh, I mean, I think she must be six feet or six one. Um, she's pretty tall. And uh, um, her posture, holy manoli. I mean, I have never seen such beautiful posture that she carries throughout the whole day. It is not mm. just like when she stands up in front of her Feldenkrais class. Like her name is Donna Wood, I believe. And she's mm-hmm. in, based in San Diego. And she, I mean, I just have mad respect for that. But that is probably years. And she also does like martial arts. She's a very, she lives in her body very well. Mm-hmm, 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 um, nicely put. That's uh, another thing. And then, um, Let's see here. What was well, because one thing I'm thinking is, Tim, when when I heard Megan say that, she, you know, should I wear a brace while yeah. running? Like my first thought, you know, I just like her gimmick, gimmick, gimmick. Like that just to me. Yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, if it helps, if it helps to remind you to stand up straight, you know, I wouldn't rely on it, right? I wouldn't yeah. be like, I have to wear my brace to stand up straight. But yeah. if it if if you get to a place where you're like, okay, I'm gonna wear it once a week as a reminder to stand up straight. Like, I think that's okay. But to, to actually have the brace do your work for you, yeah. I think is, I would say, let's start in other places first, like a Pilates yeah. class. Um, and then like some running techniques. I mean, you, you have mentioned these before, Sarah, but like, and, and the other thing before I talk about these is know that you cannot do them for the whole run. So mm-hmm. like have whenever your Garmin beeps, you know, at the top of every mile or mm-hmm. every 10 minutes or something like that. Like, don't mm-hmm. be like, okay, now I'm going to be tall for this entire run because that's just <laughs> going to feel really defeating. Right. Yes, yes, so like yes. little concentration minutes, let's call them that, mm, four like minutes, that. you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, one of the easiest ones is just to think about a balloon floating off the top mm-hmm. of your head, right. Mm-hmm. And just lifting you up again, finding that space in your spine. Mm-hmm. That feels really good. Um, and same with your, or you could just have your head be light too, kind of filled with helium if you don't like the idea of a balloon <laughs> lifting you up. Um, yeah. Those yeah, are yeah. two things. 
Yep. Yeah. Or yeah, string at the crown of your head. You know, I think a lot of parents probably you know tell their kids that, or if people have been in dance class, they've probably heard that prompt. Yeah. So yeah. So um, I, I also think stretching and foam rolling can help. Um, you know, these are things we talk about all the time on the podcast, stretching and foam rolling, strength training with an emphasis on core stability and upper back moves. Mm-hmm. And um, I was thinking balance exercises done on a stability ball or a balance disc because um, you know, those balance exercises help you hone in your center of gravity and strengthen core muscles for improved running technique. Because I was thinking that that's what, you know, that woman, Donna, that you mentioned from Rancho La Puerta might also just have just, you know, abs and core of steel. Oh yeah. She likely does. Yeah. 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 So totally. Yeah. So working on your balance, but again, you can't get on your like little balance disc for 10 minutes and do your exercises and then not think about it. The rest yeah. And then slump I mean, the rest so of the hard. Day. I mean, that's what is, it's really, really hard. So yeah, those yeah. are some great ideas. Um, yeah. hopefully that helps a little bit. Um, yeah, but yeah, good luck with that. And, and, and kudos for being aware of that too. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's really important. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to say, if people want to, you know, take a class at Rancho La Puerta, they can join us in November. We'll be presenters down there. We are. So, yes. Yeah, so we're going to be going to, uh, yeah, it's a, oh, I mean, it is a magical place. We've talked about that magical. before too. Oh my gosh. And when I'm I, so excited to go back. I mean, when I think that we get to be there for a week, Timothy, and, and I mean, we're not even going to talk about the fact that you might get to stay longer time with your sisters and your mother, like you're going to take up residence there. So, um, I mean, it, I just feel like I'm saying, oh yes, I'm going to go to the moon. Like it's, it's that unbelievable to me. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, it is, it's a very special place. So yeah, you can check that out under retreats on our, or events, I guess, Event. on our, another mother runner. Yes. Pepper is an unapologetic bra company for women with small chests. They make everyday bras that finally fit and celebrate AA, A, and B cups. Pepper's mission is one we can totally get behind, to empower women to be supremely confident and proud of their bodies. Pepper bras fit small-chested women so well. With Pepper bras, there are no more cup gaps, even as you bend, move, and lift your arms. Pepper bras provide natural lift and cleavage without the bulky push-up padding. The magic is in the cups that hug and scoop you like the most flattering pair of yoga pants. My favorite feature of Pepper bras are the fabrics. They are incredibly silky smooth and luxurious to the touch, so you don't have to compromise quality with the scratchy teen department bras anymore. Growing up with a big busted mother and older sister, I always thought eventually I would grow bigger breasts. In my mid-twenties, I had an epiphany. It wasn't happening. So Pepper bras are perfect for me. The All You Bra offers underwire support with optimized curve so it sits comfortably and securely on my chest. Signature mesh lifts from the bottom up for a flattering fit, while flattering yet not excessive padding provides modesty. All made in, like I said, the most scrumptious fabrics. I can't emphasize that enough. It's no wonder small-chested women are obsessed with these bras. They've been sold out multiple times this year, have thousands of five-star reviews, and are super buzzy in the media. Glamour calls it the perfect bra for small boobs. Pepper's most popular styles and sizes sell out fast, so head today to wearpepper.com AMR for 10% off your first order. That's W-E-A-R pepper.com AMR for 10% off your first order. Wearpepper.com AMR. Longer daylight hours are so welcome for morning and evening runners alike. Yet even if it's not dark out, you need to stay safe. With Birdie, you can put in your miles with added peace of mind. Birdie is a personal safety alarm designed to be easy to carry and simple to use. A Birdie is the size and shape of a regular keychain, yet when you activate your Birdie with a quick pull, the alarm will emit a loud 130 decibel siren and flashing strobe light to help deter an attack. 
I confess, I haven't sounded the alarm. I only take my host testing duties so far, yet I'm told 130 decibels is as loud as a jet plane flying 100 feet overhead. Unlike pepper spray or other deterrents, Birdie is no danger to you. Feel confident to use without the worry. Birdie goes where you do. The alarm comes in multiple colors and has a brass keychain so you can attach it to your keys or bag. It stows easily in the pocket of your running shorts or capris. You'll love this detail. Birdie was created by two moms in part because they wanted their kids to be safer when they headed off to college. I can relate. I gave Birdie to my older daughter when she moved into an apartment with friends and another one to each of my 15-year-old twins. They all liked having a choice of nine colors. I liked feeling I was empowering their safety. Right now, She's Birdie is offering our listeners 15% off their first purchase when you go to she'sbirdie.com slash AMR. Go to she's birdie, which is spelled S-H-E-S-B-I-R-D-I-E dot com slash AMR for 15% off your first purchase. She's birdie.com slash AMR. So, all right, uh, this one is from Megan, uh, who is a self-proclaimed slower runner who's curious about training by time versus distance. Hi, my name is Megan. I'm from Orange County, California. And my question pertains to um, training time versus distance. Um, I'm a runner, and I've been one. Obviously, I'm a runner. I've been running for 14 or 15 years at this point, and I've trained for many marathons, and I've run over 30 halves. But um, I'm slower now, and I have – um, limited abilities when it comes to time and resources. So when I go running, um, I need to make sure that I'm training properly so that when I show up at my race, I'll, I won't get swept as a slower runner. And I'm finding these training programs all for this half marathon I'm going to be training for, and they're saying, oh, run for 45 minutes or run this X amount of miles. And when I'm looking into time versus distance, it's not really – it doesn't seem to they're basing it on people who don't run very fast. So my question is, if you don't run very fast, is it even worth it to do the time runs instead of the distance? Because I under training, it just feels like you're setting yourself up to be swept or under trained. So I was hoping maybe you could break down time versus distance for people who are, you know, maybe they're a sub- 13 or 14 minute milers, you know, um, it's so confusing. I just can't make heads or tails of which plan to pick. And I'm just looking to train like 30 miles a week and, and do my long runs like a normal one. And I'm getting all these weird plans coming up when I'm searching where they want me to run for 45 minutes and do wind sprints and stuff. And I'm like, no, thank you. So I'm hoping you can break it down for us old school runners who just used to just go out and run. Thank you. I think this is a thought-provoking question that I was um, feeling would resonate with a really solid block of our our audience, our listeners. Sure. And, you know, within the Train Like a Mother Club, as you very well know, Dimity, for instance, all the heart and soul heart rate training programs do the runs by time, not distance. So, you know, I when I've um, trained um, a year ago for Missoula Marathon that wasn't that year, um, you know, I got used to doing that. Sure, sure. I mean, there's there's benefits and drawbacks to both, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, the good I, the good news about running by time, which is why we have those in the heart and soul heart rate training plans, is that you are not, you know, if you see four miles and it's easy, um, you might know that 
Uh, it's, it's, it's prescribed as an easy run. You might know that you run that, you would run that in 48 minutes. Um, and that day you happen to be, I don't know, coming off a high school graduation weekend with a couple proms and a couple parties <laughs> and you're exhausted. And, um, and so all of a sudden, like you look down at your GPS and you see 11 minutes or 12 minutes. And instead of um, noticing your heart rate and keeping yourself um, in that easy zone, you're going to be like, oh no, I run... Um, or I, I guess run 12 minute miles. That's what I, that was my example. The idea is, is that you, you, you don't pay attention and you don't keep it easy, right? So instead of running that 12 minute mile, maybe you're running a 13 or a 14 minute mile, your ego can't handle that. And so then you're like, I, no, I run 12 minute miles at an easy pace, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and not, and not letting it, listening to the, the physiological part of your body. So running by miles, that's kind of one of the drawbacks running by minutes, um, as, a as another Megan said, we've got two Megans. I didn't realize that. Uh, running by minutes, obviously, you can regulate your effort better. Uh, but as Megan said, you might not be going as far, especially if you've got a race on your horizon. You might be a little nervous about being swept. So this is what I would do if I were Megan, um, mm-hmm. because we don't want her out there. If she's, you know, if she's prescribed a six-mile run on a Wednesday, I don't want her out there for, you know. 85, 90 minutes, whatever. I can't do the math in my head, but, um, (laughs) but, uh, you know, that's, that's not, that's, that's too long for recovery. Um, Mm -hmm. and also just for real life. Right. Um, (laughs) so, um, so I would do, I mean, if you, the best of both worlds, I would say is run your weekday miles and minutes, keep them Mm -hmm. easy or do the workout as written, right. If you have intervals in minutes, if you have different paces, hill repeats, all that kind of stuff. And then, um, in the miles or for the for the weekend runs, I would make them into miles. So if the plan is all in minutes, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can kind of go through and say, I don't know. I mean, you, you're going to want to work up to, depending upon where she is, you're going to want to work up to 12, a 12 mile run or a 13 mile run. Right. Mm-hmm. And so kind of look at the minutes there and kind of do some math and give assign each week some mileage. Mm-hmm. Um, or you, or, or maybe the, maybe the, um, those weekend runs are in miles too. Um, so, so you're not worried that, um, I like the, I like that kind of hybrid solution of, of, um, minutes during the week and miles on the weekend. But then my concern would be, is that let's say, let's say the longest weekday run was 60 minutes and she got in four miles, know, four About miles, four and a half. Yeah. And then come the weekend, she's supposed to run, I don't know, 10 Mm-hmm. I just worry that there'd be such a big jump between those weekday miles. Whereas if she was a slightly speedier runner, maybe she would have covered five and a half or six miles in that hour. Sure, sure. I mean, I guess I would um, make sure that you're getting in uh, during the week, you know, three to four easy runs, right? Mm-hmm. That is, mm-hmm. And then and then I think you're going to be okay on the weekend. I mean, it, there's there's no easy answer. You know, mm-hmm. other than if you keep running consistently at an mm-hmm. easy effort, you you will get faster over time. Mm-hmm. But it's for, it's another like it's another balance question or posture question, right? It's like <laughs> you've got to be patient, you've got to stick with it, you've got to you know do the work. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of, I mean, if 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 this half marathon is looming and she's mm-hmm. really nervous about getting across the finish line in time, that's what I would do. But I I really think she'd be okay doing mm-hmm. most of her runs during minutes and she could go longer than 60. I mean, I would say you could go up to 75 minutes 
mm -hmm. day a week, one weekday a week, and yeah. then um, and then do that longer run on the weekend. Giving yourself enough time to recover, take that Sunday rest day, and then mm -hmm. have at it again. Yeah, yeah, because that's the thing, because you don't want to be overdoing it every single day, Megan, thinking that you're playing catch up with the, with the faster runners who are on the same training program. I think that's, that's where she would run into trouble. Yeah. Is, yeah. For sure. Trying to overextend every single day. Yeah. Well, and the other thing, you know, to consider, and again, I'm not, um, this is another actually goes back to the posture question too, is, um, decide maybe taking a one minute walk break at mm. the top of every mile. Um, mm -hmm. that's another way to reset your posture. Um, I often, I would do that sometimes. I know Coach Liz does that sometimes. Oh. I do it on the bike sometimes. I'll just stop and stand up just mm -hmm. to kind of stretch out and find that space again. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, and that might actually make you a tiny bit faster, right? Because you're not just slog, slog. You kind of get a little bit of your battery oh. recharged during that minute. You, you seriously do. I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, that's honestly one of the reasons I stopped for found change is because even stopping for 20 seconds, 30 seconds, whatever it, you, you just feel suddenly, you know, like particularly this morning, I was doing a lot of kind of very gradual climbs. Yeah. And you get about three quarters of the way up and it's like, that's it. I'm done with this one. And, you know, I would just stop, catch, catch my breath. And then for the last quarter, I'm like, I feel so good now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, there's no, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's no harm, no foul. You know, you're mm -hmm. not, you're not, you know, we've already established she's probably not going to stand on the podium, right? She's not in for the prize. <laughs> Most money. of us aren't, yeah. You know, yeah. So just, you know, so if you, I mean, give that a go because that actually might be life-changing. I know some runners, mm -hmm. especially runners that are a little bit more towards the middle back of pack that have been running for a long time. And that's been a big, it's been a game changer. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, and think about the races you've been in, particularly, I think about a lot of Disney races where people follow the Galway method. Yeah. And, and that, you know, you, you see like, oh, look, there's another Tinkerbell or, you know, there's Snow White. And wait, how does she keep getting ahead of me? Because I see her taking walk breaks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> yeah, a sly little method. So, yeah. It is. It is. Um, all right. Well, um, this final oh, question. Wait, can I give one more, one oh, more yes. quick answer to Megan? Yes. I'm sorry. I just want to throw this out there. Yes. So, so you have your long run. We've talked about probably doing that by miles. The other option is to take um, take some walk, take a walk on Sunday. You know, mm. go for like a sixty minute walk, cover you know three ish or so miles. Yeah. That'll also help, and that'll help with recovery. We're not talking, we're not race walking and swinging our hips and all that kind of stuff. But it's just a <laughs> couple, it's just a couple more miles on the week, right? Yeah, a couple more easy recovery miles, but it, it does help. So. Um, yeah, I still would love a, a real, real rest day in there somewhere, but that's another doing like a walk after your long run, um, serves a lot mm -hmm. of purposes. Mm -hmm. okay, I know I'm me, done talking. I know <laughs> me mentioning Disneyland reminded you were like, Oh, that's like walking all over the park. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> okay. Well, Katie called in with the most dear question ever. Hi, my name is Katie. I'm calling from Lynchburg, Virginia, and I actually have a fun question. Well, I think it's fun. Um, but it's for Alex, and it is Alex from Sounds Like Pictures. Um, it is, do you run, Alex? And what is, if you do, what's some of, like, the biggest takeaways that you've taken um, by working with these amazing women for so long? Um, like, what have you learned, I guess, by osmosis, just doing what you do? Uh, I love the podcast, and keep it up. Thanks, guys. All right, Alex. You got to unmic yourself, unmute yourself. <laughs> 
I'm here. I'm here. Hello. Are you a runner? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I mean, I run, but I'm not a runner like you guys. Um, you play I, basketball. Yes. I well before my before my my I had the same um, ankle break as Sarah. Mm-hmm. Uh, same same side, left side. No, because you could still drive. Remember, I mine was oh, right, right, so I couldn't drive. Yeah, so you had freedom that I could only dream of, Alex. Yes. Oh, yeah, it was great. But we, we spent a lot of time on the peg leg as well. Um, yes. But no, so yes, I, I I play basketball about three times a week, I'd say, before that. Um, you coach basketball too, right? I, I used to, yeah. Okay. Uh, like in middle school a while back. I haven't in a while. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I'm, I've never been... Ever been a runner? I did run a half marathon back in 2010. Oh, that was before you worked for us. Yes, this was when I was a guide out in Moab. That was honestly, I got into running because there was so much trail running out there, and it was a way to explore the area while I lived there. Uh-huh. Um, and nice. so then I got into running, and man, yeah, at that elevation, I came back. I've best shape of my life. <laughs> you were also what, like, let's let me do the math. You were 21, 22. I was. Because you just turned yeah, 33, 20, didn't you? Yes, that's correct. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So 22, something like that. Yeah, I meant to send you a birthday card, Alex, by the way, but it oh, got that's, away that's from okay. me. That's yeah, that's yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so, okay, so, you know, the question is, what are some of the biggest takeaways that you have gotten by working with these, as Katie says, amazing women for so long? So, uh, <laughs> so you got, you knew from, from my ankle break to um, use the, I the I walk isn't that what it's called? That I walk two like point Yes, <laughs> the, the the peg leg, the the attachable peg leg for people who have uh, lower um, extremity um, yeah. issues. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What else have you learned from us? Oh, I mean, <laughs> a well, <laughs> I've learned all about being a mother, uh, <laughs> and caring for my young children. No, no, but I I've learned. Um, I'd say the main thing is there's so much on the show and in the community about like how to how to age in a way where you're not kicking against it, mm. if that makes sense, um, which I find really healthy and I, I is very supporting to me is there's just so much of like there's so much in the world where it's like stop your aging and how you aren't supposed to do all these things. And I feel like so much about this community as I'm like, you know, as I've gone from my 20s to the 30s working with you guys and now i'm starting to get like god i wake up in a bed i just something in my shoulders weird you know? <laughs> that stuff is all starting for me and so what i've it, there's so much about that as is like not trying to get rid of that but like how to manage your life in a way where you know that you're getting older or you know that things have changed and you want to stay healthy and happy and there's so much about being proactive that i'm not i feel like you can't it's hard to learn that you just have to realize that if you're not proactive, that's, what's going to hurt, like hurt you more than anything. And like figuring out how to be also, you know, pair strength training with just your cardio. Like you have to do all these other things. You can't just do the stuff you used to do mm. um, in a way that embraces you turning older rather than trying to fight it. So that's always been really uh, helpful for me and opened my eyes to certain things. I love that. I nice. love that. That's really yeah. good. Um, those, and, those 33 old aches and pains. I, I, I wish I wish I could remember those. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I'm like, ah, oh, gosh, to be 
to be 23 and roll out of bed after a full day of basketball and be like, oh, I guess I'll do it again today. Um, but, so, uh, yeah. so and Alex, do you think after, because you, your um, surgeon said that going back to your ankle said that yeah. probably thought it'd be a year before you could get back to things. Do you anticipate being able to get back to basketball? Yeah. So I, I'm like 10 months now. Um, I've actually yeah. played basketball twice. Um, (laughs) just half court. Like I can't do full court stuff. Um, Uh you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm not the player I once was, uh, Uh, I have, I, so I broke my ankle roller skating, but I actually returned to roller skating about two months ago and I've been Mm -hmm. going regularly because that actually is pretty low impact. Um, well, wait, and is the, the rink, is it, is it open? It is. Yes. They do small, you have to keep a mask and they do small groups. Um, and do you have to register for it? Yeah, you have to buy like a ticket first and you show up. And so they have limited capacity. Okay. Um, but well, yeah, that, so that opened up and that, that kind of brought a lot of stuff back in my life of like being active again. Um, yeah. Good, good. Yeah. So, well, I, wait, I got to know, were you doing shoot the duck when you broke your ankle? I can't remember. <laughs> what's, what's shoot the duck? Oh, you don't know? It's it's like a classic know. roller skating move where you kind of, um, well, I can't do it anymore because go of under. my 49-year-old body. But you go down into a squat and then you stick one leg out in front of you. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I didn't know the name for that. It's called Shoot the Duck. Yeah. yeah. Ah, I didn't know. No, can, can, I, can you do that move, Alex? I, I think I could. Yeah. I guess uh-huh. I I haven't totally tried it. I, I was going for, I was doing like a jump from backwards to forwards and I was, oh. I was, I was outdoors at a, at the tennis court and I had different wheels and I'm, I'm used to a bit of give on my turns. And then with rubber <laughs> wheels on like a sandpaper tennis court, it just like, stopped oh gosh yes my (laughs) my rotation just stopped and i twisted and fell at the same time and it was just fluky bad fall my my kids are going to need to listen to this episode because several times they'll be like i don't understand how did alex break his ankle roller skating i know like this is the children of a woman who (laughs) broke her ankle on a giant slide (laughs) if you haven't been on roller skates in a while like you're you're, you're the bottom of your feet are still like four inches off the ground so that's the problem and you're on wheels so when you (laughs) when you roll your ankle or turn it there's that extra distance that it's it's way harsher of an angle so and i was twisting so i got a spiral fracture which Mm -hmm. is basically if you broke a stick by twisting it rather than over your knee in half oh that's a good analogy there alex i bet you heard a doctor say that Oh, sure. Yeah, no. <laughs> you look at those level... x-rays and you immediately think, oh, that looks like if I twisted a stick to break it rather than snap it. Uh, what Rough. have I learned from Alex, this amazing Alex, um, that there's whole there's depths to roller skating that I never knew as far as changing your wheels and the oh bounce of the wheel. And there's the... so much. Wow, that is a whole, that's a culture I know nothing about. All I know is, you know, I rented back at Cheapskate back in the day and did, <laughs> did my thing. Yeah, this is to bring it back to you guys. Like this is, I've learned this huge deep well of running, you know, like I grew up with my dad was a runner, but uh, I never, it's it's never been quite the thing for me. But, you know, I may, I may age into it. I think I might, right. might start. <laughs> there you go. I, so many of you guys are guests, like start late in their life, you know, yeah. and they're like, yeah. I hear people, oh, they started when they're 38 and now they're like running marathons in their 40s. So I'm, yeah. I'm holding out hope. Well, yeah. you're engaged, Alex. We can, I don't know if we spilled the beans on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. we have, but you know, and I don't know what your chill, we, don't, we won't put you on the spot, but you know, it might just kind of slide into natural evolution, become a runner as you become a father. There's a real, that's a nice escape plan. Yeah. I'm starting a rival pod. I'm starting another father. 
taking you guys down. I think your office podcast has more downloads than our show does already. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Although there's only so much office I could talk about. So I've, I'm astounded after all these years that you guys can still come to the table with fresh ideas and, and like inspire people. It's, it's really cool. Oh, you oh, are thanks, sweet, Alex. Alex. You are very sweet. And and thank you again, Katie, for calling that in. Um, very fun. Um, really love getting, um, Dim, I think you encourage people to put on their creative hat when they call in. But we we will, um, you know. Um, uh, cl- we'll answer anything. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we're, not, we're not choosy. So please call in with your questions. And that number to call is 470-BADASS-1. That translates into 470 223 2771. Please leave your first name and where you're calling from and keep your message to 90 seconds or less. And um, one important tip, we don't edit questions. So if you leave a voicemail and, and you know, you realize like, oop, I, I'm garbled or I'm not making sense or something, or my dog barks, just hang up, call back again and act like you've never called before. Don't say, oh, hi, it's Rebecca again. You know, just start fresh. Start fresh. Um, Speaking of starting fresh, we have brand new programs in the Train Like a Mother Club. They are what we're calling our Become series. It's Become a Runner, Become a Trail Runner, and Become a Cyclist. Mm -hmm. And what they are are eight-week programs designed by uh, some awesome expert coaches that will take you to... um, in Become a Runner, you're going to run for 30 minutes. In Become a Trail Runner, you're going to do a 10K on the trails. Become a Cyclist, you're going to ride for 25 miles. So really focused on the, the training, the tips, and the techniques that you need to create a fulfilling, consistent habit. Um, really coming at it from very much a beginner's mind. I'm really, really excited about them. They start on June 7th. Um, it's an eight-week program, and we have everybody starting at the same time and ending at the same time, so you have a real sense of team and doing the same workouts at the same time. So check them out if you'd like to. We'll, we'll link to them in the show notes. Yes, and you can find them by going to trainlikeamother.club. It's an unusual URL, trainlikeamother.club. And um, and also, everybody, part, as part of the swag, you get a really cool T-shirt. Um Yes. So keep the questions coming. Dimity and I, and even Alex are here with answers. 